between us Yeah, we were so deep We keep pretending That there's nothing wrong There's a code of silence And it can't go on I am Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 5th of June 2009. Newcomers should look into cuttingthroughthematrix.com website. I've had trouble with it lately, but it may have been resolved. I'll wait and see. However, for those who want to download the shows, you can also use these alternate sites. They're all full standing, uh, standalone sites, and it, it spreads the bandwidth too. If you have any difficulty getting through, on cuttingthroughmatrix.com, just go right into it. You'll see it on the front page as it comes up. Go into one of these sites, cuttingthrough.jenkness.com. They're written down for you, quite easy to see. Cuttingthroughthematrix.net, cuttingthroughthematrix.us, cuttingthroughthematrix.ca. And also remember that on the European site, Alan Watt sent in sentinel.eu, you can also get access to the complete audio the section that I've done, put up there, and you can also get transcripts of these talks that you can print up for reading, written in the various languages of Europe. And I've mentioned before so many times, the minute at the top when you say there's a war, it's a war for the world, it's a war on the world in fact, and even though previous generations were involved in it and never knew from their birth to their death that most of the cultural changes in their entire lives, and that the, the economic changes, too, that went with them were all planned long before they were born. We live in the Truman Show. It's called scientific socialism, where generations of complete nations, and now it's regions, as they call it, and actually it's the whole world is going into the one cultural system, generations come and go, never knowing that all the major things are planned before they're born. Because the idea for a unified world government was set up an awful, awful long time ago by those who deemed they had the right to do so, being so superior and intelligent and rich and powerful. They planned a new society. Now, those who donate to me, I really appreciate it because that makes me take over here, gets me ticking over. It costs cash to keep this going. And I'm always putting up new sites, too, to take over just in case other ones are pulled. And I know for a fact that when Obama appointed his new SAR off the Internet, they mean business. I've read the articles from mainstream on the air. They've talked about uh, unmitigated cyber war on everyone who opposes this world agenda. They mean it, and they're doing it by all means possible. And... For those who are unauthorized, you certainly do get your computers hacked rather often. And there's nothing you can put by out there from the shelves, no firewall, whatever, lawfully, that will prevent it. Because by law, and they wrote this back in 95, all communication devices sold to the public must be accessible by government agencies. Again, long-term planning, long-term strategy, always planning the future and what they're going to do 10, 20, 100 years down the road. That's how perfect this system is. 
Now, for those who get the, the discs passed around and don't watch the computer, and my heart goes out to them, the most common sense I'm using because I must for the moment in this particular war. You can get in touch with me by writing to Alan Watt, site 41, box 4, Estere, which is E-F-T-A-I-R-E, Ontario, Canada. The postal code is P as in Peter, 3, E as in Elizabeth, 4, N as in Nora, 1. And we're back with more and some good stories after this break. the matrix, giving you a different version of reality, and also breaking down the techniques that have been used to give us the version that most of us adopt. Scientific socialism, a term used by big players in the past who all belong to the same association, who were heavily funded by the big central banker, the guys who took over central banks, you might say, the international money lenders, who were put there in turn by a massive organization already existing for quite a few hundred years and traced back through Europe and even into France. They had big, big plans. They had plans back in the Middle Ages to eradicate the Catholic Church, and they were powerful enough to attempt it. They certainly had a massive backlash, but they didn't stop them. And they understood the science of the mind at that time. They knew how to recruit people from the mainstream church. That was all there was at that time in Western Europe. And and how not to antagonize believers, but to bring them in, telling them they could keep their religion, and then quietly give them indoctrinations, which led them along to questioning their religion. And then they became devotees into this real new religion. It's actually very, very old. But... They used the same technique when they created the Rosicrucians and then Freemasonry. Everybody can join, anyone, bring your faith with you, and then very carefully through a scientific method, they will guide you through into the acceptance of another way as they teach you virtue and tell you you're not amongst the profane anymore, you're joining the enlightened ones, and then you work for them for the rest of your life. To the great work, what is the great work? the recreation of all that was left and perfect, the perfection of all that was left and perfect, according to themselves. What is imperfect? Well, everything on the planet is imperfect, especially the people down below, the majority of the public. And we've served our purpose up until now by working and toiling for many, many centuries under feudal systems for them, And then he came up with the idea of giving people the belief that they'd bring in democracy. And they gave us a good facsimile of what democracy should be, but never the real thing, because they always were a power government behind it all. So it's always been there. It always was there. Margaret Thatcher and others talked about this power government. The Club of Rome in their book, The First Global Revolution, said the same thing. Democracy would have to go. It never really been there, but they said it'd have to go. 
because those who did the planning couldn't get anything done. The real planners, the, the parallel government, couldn't get anything done because there were too many competing and conflicting parties. There could never be any kind of peace. The parallel government is made up of massive foundations backed by the big banking boys that were placed there themselves. You cannot get up to the top in any era unless the heavens are open for you and the hand comes down and pulls you up. Cartels are formed to prevent you getting up. Therefore, if you're brought up, they'll give you a persona for the public, a fake history, and make you very popular and famous. And then masses of people will believe what you tell them because we love successful people and rich people especially. Science was to be used and has been used. Pavlovian science. That's why you have the bell ringing at school and you'll run from one classroom to the next. Pavlovian science. As you're trained to go into a boring, dull job for eight hours per day to work for the government because a person up in the Canadian government in Canada in the federal bureaus told me everybody works for government. You all pay taxes. That's your prime reason for existing. What's left over allows you to feed and play a little bit and clothe yourselves. It's a much better way, you see, than uh, having the slave master throw a few rags at you once a while and a little bit of beef or something to chew on. Self-maintaining slaves. All depends, you see, if you can stand back and really look at society, get outside of yourself and your own conditioning. Weaponizing education, controlling tomorrow with the youth of today, by Amy de Miscelli on the 6th of the 4th, 2009. This is from No One Has to Die Tomorrow. And she says here, there has been and continues to be an effort by some of the world's most elite families to establish a global community with a global government. Some call it the New World Order. The plan always benefits them at our expense. And they believe as long as we show no opposition, they can retain control. The massive goal is to bring the global populace into harm only, like the harm part. But it's only, but it's an impossibility unless family loyalty is dissolved and individuality is eradicated. Remember the movie Rollerball, one of the first major ones that came out showing you a future very bleak run by the world corporation, the experts, with a tiered order of a system of society. And the whole object of the movie, when you watch it, is about a, 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 how to stop a top player on the rollerball circuit from keeping winning, especially his last game. They wanted him to fail and to say that it was all a team effort because he was told by the boss at the end, we must destroy the idea of individuality. It's easier to control people who believe they're all part of the mass, the team, than individuals. We are conditioned in a thousand million ways from everything we pick up to read glossy magazines to newspapers to cartoons. Everything, as I say, entertainment especially, can be dangerous to your health. In this article here it says psychological force has been introduced to achieve their world domination and it's our children's minds that are being attacked most viciously. 
the crux of which is being done at school through both, both passage or passive and aggressive formulas. Our enemy is ruthless, picking us off one community at a time. Use a multi-pronged approach inside American schools. Pavlovian behavioral techniques coupled with Soviet brainwashing and scariest of them all, trauma-based mind control, which also sheds light on a disgusting display of the most power-hungry men and women in uniform. They're actually doing practice raids in all schools with SWAT teams and stuff. You see, that's trauma-based mind control. It's, a, it's got quotes in here too, and you must remember these quotes are from very powerful people strategically placed and brought up by the big foundations, trained for their life's role from a very young age. By Maurice Strong, the guy who was put in charge on behalf of the Rockefeller to read the Earth Charter at the Rio Earth Summit, and it's been updated since then, when men and women were, were devalued from a high pedestal to a lower status than insects by law. And every country signed it to the United Nations and put it into, into law. Maurice Strong said, the real goal of the Earth Charter is that it will in fact become like the Ten Commandments. And it is. That's where all your greening nonsense has come from. And the global warming, which is now declined into climate change, which is just changes in the weather from this Earth Charter. The Earth Charter was the first part of it. Soviet brainwashing techniques have been a part of the overall agenda of mass education for well over a hundred years. But today the globalists are flaunting their agenda. As recently as of April 2009, UNESCO, United Nations, UNESCO announced its plan to promote their Earth Charter to encourage all children to become responsible global citizens in the 21st century. Now, of course, those at the top have already defined what a good global citizen is. At the United Nations has said a good global citizen is someone who is both a producer, meaning physically fit, healthy, etc., can contribute to the system. A good producer and cons- consumer. When you cannot work because you're sick or ill, elderly or retired you're a consumer you're a burden on society and I noticed that the US has just recently given the go-ahead in some of the US states to authorize euthanasia of the elderly and again people get into the the side issues of it I'll pick this side you pick that side and they debate the wrong thing because what you're missing is the third point of it the state wants to be in charge of carrying out euthanasia. The state wants the rights to decide who will die. Not because they, they, they have any sympathy for someone in pain, believe you me. There's one system already promoting that exact agenda as the International Baccalaureate Program, which claims to be an elite international education system, I guess, and is being implemented in 2,591 schools in 134 countries. There's coordination for you. Magic, isn't it? Miami Beach, Florida has been the most recent community to adopt IB program and will be the only curriculum used throughout the entire city for all three or all grade levels. The announcement was made shortly after the IB Council met in Miami in March 2009. This is democracy in action, you see. 
their big foundations, their financing, their specialized NGOs. They're backed with multi-millions of dollars each. Here's another quote in here too. In this new world system, international education will become more indispensable than ever, but also more possible. That was by John Gurma Tag. John Gurma Tag. What is international education? It means one indoctrination. That's another term for education, indoctrination. One Plato's cave, one reality, so that everyone will think what they've been taught to think. Back with more after these messages. Through the Matrix and reading from No One Has to Die Tomorrow website. It has some interesting articles and good quotes and so on from some of the bigger players that are put up there that basically direct the big NGOs and give them their formulas and their mandates. And mentioning that the IB, this this organization, is giving this particular curriculum through the schools with a free hand, it says here, the IB was founded in 1968 in Switzerland and was an offshoot of the International School of Geneva, which was funded in part by the League of Nations as the precursor to the United Nations, and it's where the IB's founding director, John Gurmatag, served as chairman of the board prior to IB. Gurmati also served as a director of the European Centre of the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace. Carnegie Foundation. Endowment for International Peace, whose nefarious goal of controlling the education of the United States had been previously revealed by, and I've mentioned this commission often, the Rees Commission in the early 1950s. It was a, a government sent a commission out to find out why these big foundations seemed to be funding what they saw as extreme left-wing, in fact, communist organizations, only to find out that these foundations were owned and set up by the richest families in the United States who owned the banking system as well. Here's your dilemma. Why would the big banking systems be funding what seem to be radical communistic systems? And of course, Senator Norman Dodds, who was sent out to the Ford and Carnegie Foundations, the Carnegie I've just mentioned, was told by the CEOs that their job was to alter the culture in America so drastically and gradually that they could seamlessly weave that of the Soviet Union with, with that of the United States of America. Well, that has been accomplished. That's why Khrushchev said, in the keyword to the states, that the United States would fall, fall from within, crumble from within, decay from within without firing a shot. Because, you see, the big boys who owned the banks and the foundations also owned Hollywood, as they still do. And that's where you get your culture updates from or your downloads from. They own the general media and the magazine industry and so on. Just looking through the mainstream articles on the front pages of newspapers on the Internet, I'm always uh, astonished to see the same formula set out across the world by the big mainstream newspapers. With the main story on the, on the left-hand side, it doesn't matter if it's some family at a wedding in Baghdad getting blown up by mistake, by, by the Air Force or whatever, 
there's always the, the boob babes on the left because what they're trying to do and they don't want this they don't want women to get involved with this anti-New World Order movement that is taking root they want women to be obsessed about their bodies they want women to be fixated into an age of about 18 and never grow up so they show you the famous actresses everything in vogue now and every paper is the same shows you actresses before they had a child and then in the bikini with the pounds packed on with the child a negative impact you see 18 is good single is good children cause this this is the effect of having a child everything that you see is carefully put there to manipulate your mind into something they want you to do or something they don't want you to do. It's as easy, but it's complete as that. Every newspaper is the same. That's how your opinions are formed subliminally for you. By osmosis, you don't reason it through. From the same article, it says, in order to raise children with equality, we must take them away from their families and commonly raise them. Dr. Mary Jo Bean, another one, has pushed up there, along with Bertrand Russell and many, many others. There's another one by David Rockefeller when he came out of the Bilderberger meeting talking to the press that was there, but never wrote a word about it, except for one reporter. He said it would have been impossible for us to develop our plan for the world, our plan for the world, if we had been subject to the bright lights of publicity. But the work is now much more sophisticated and pre prepared to march towards a world government. David Rockefeller. That's how things really are. That's how things really, really are. There's nothing in your life that hasn't been gone over by think tanks. There's nothing that you like to do, in fact, that hasn't been promoted for you to choose from. Or where, and according to your age group, you have a specialized department working for you all the time. They really care. How you look, dress, behave, what you say, what kind of vocabulary you use or don't use. What you whistle, what you hum in your head. The words, if you recall the words, and I hate to see music that's put out to you to repeat and repeat and repeat repetition. Everything is scientific socialism. Perfect. The raw story, the raw story is another site that says, Banks Run Congress Top Democrat, says by John Byrne, June the 1st, 2009. Doesn't take a rocket scientist to deduce that the banking and financial services industry has an outsized influence in Congress. Wells Fargo, Citigroup, J.P. Morgan, Chase, each got bailouts of $25 billion in government bailouts last year. Owen Stanley, Goldman Sachs got $10 billion apiece in AIG. Lost billions in bad bets, sucked even more with $170 billion. This is how you become president. I'm going to explain it after these messages. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.
through the Matrix. I remember seeing all the old American movies that give Britain the black and white ones. Uh, they turned out before World War II and after World War II, and the BBC would repeat them late at night, these old, old movies. And it was amazing to watch what seemed to me, uh, and I was a streetwise child, uh, how simplistically they portrayed the American mythology, the founding cultures, etc., uh, with movies. So was, one of them was about Lincoln. And the old mythology of, of a, a cabin boy uh, makes good. It becomes president. It's kind of like the Rothschild story, the authorized one by the old granny, which was completely devoid of any truth, that they just uh, struck it rich when they used to trade used rags in the ghetto. And, and uh, eventually one of them got a couple of good little coins in mint conditions and got to know the prince. They, then he started trading with them. And, of course, he obviously had a, a few caves of these mint uh, coins to pull from because he became very wealthy very quickly. That's the truth of it, not the rags to riches story. And that's where that term comes from, by the way. But that's how they give you the mythologies, and the same with Abraham Lincoln. Uh, but that, uh, always in the stories they tell you, uh, or they show you a little boy standing to the president saying, one day I want to be president. And the president would bend down and say, well, if you try hard, son, you will be. You could be president. This is the mythology we're given in this whole farce of a system. It's the same across the planet. But reading this story from Ross Story, after just reading before the break about all the banks, you've got the bailouts and so on, all the same guys that run foundations and so on. It says, meanwhile, President Barack Obama is reticent about bailing out an American state, which is bankrupt, and that's California. Colin Peterson, Democratic chairman of the Agricultural Committee, says he knows who to blame. The banks run the place, Peterson told the New York Times on Monday's edition. I will tell you what the problem is. They give three times more money than the next biggest group. It's the huge amount of money they put into politics. It's bought and paid for. Always has been. Peterson has introduced a bill to regulate derivatives trading the pesky financial instruments that nearly brought down the U.S. financial system. Well, that was all planned way ahead of time too and then they gave us a scare about the flu to get our minds off it but he says that Republicans have watered down his bill etc he wants derivative trading to take place on public exchanges much like the New York Stock Exchange run through private clearing houses which are managed by the banks Obama Treasury Secretary Timothy Geithner meanwhile would prefer the transactions be monitored by the New York branch of the Federal Reserve Bankers which is not, well, no surprise to, to the people. But here's what it says if you scroll down. And this reminds me, it's a replay, you see, of FDR, who gave the New Deal. And when they say New Deal, you better believe them. They're giving you a new constitution, a new deal, a new way of living. And the first depression was just as manipulated and brought to be, into being, as this one, last one. And FDR was put up there as the man of the people with his new deal. And who put him in? The banking boys. He worked for, the, for Wall Street, for God's sake. Much did President Barack Obama receive in contributions from those employed in the financial sector? 69823872 million dollars. If you include real estate, according to the Central 
Center for Responsive Politics or Responsive Politics, Responsible, I guess, excuse me, Politics. It says Senator John McCain got $60,605,254, with a total between the two exceeding $130 million. Anyone can become president if you try, my son. The biggest donor to the presidential campaigns were the banks, followed by lawyers and lobbyists at $95 million. The banking and financial services industry have their own lobbyists, so the total donations of the industry are undercounted. All told, according to New York Times, financial sector employees gave $152 million in political donations in one year, from 2007 till 2008. $152 million. Goldman Sachs, Citigroup, J.P. Morgan, Chase Bank of America, and Credit Suisse gave $22.7 million and spent a combined total of $25 million on lobbying activities in a single year. So Obama, just from one group, right, got $69 million, $820,872, all told. The man of the people. Change is good, eh? Nothing changes except our gullibility. Now, since 2001, as I say, when you look back to not much happening, the Cold War was over, we thought we could relax a little bit, but but big things have been working all through the Cold War. And international agreements getting set up for a post-Cold War society, a post-Cold War world, an integrated system that had already gone through with the GATT and the NAFTAs and all these kind of things. And they were setting up China to be their main enemy at that time, supposedly the communist China, and supposedly it still is, giving them all our, uh, our ability to manufacture and defend ourselves by giving them all those factories. So it's all a farce in the first place, still is. But then 2001 kicked off. September, September, kicked off the new century, the century of change, where those at the top would see their centuries of planning and Fabian socialism takeover of all governments being implemented into reality with a depopulated society, voluntary or otherwise, according to their own writings, when the weak and infirm, those who are a burden to society are eliminated or sterilized. One way or another, you become eliminated if you can't reproduce. And the shiftless, etc., the lazy, would be done away with gradually. And they'd have this new world order where Wells himself said that you'll need permits to travel anywhere in the world and only those who are necessary to work somewhere in this good society would be able to do so. The rest would be trapped within your own borders. Well, 2001 was the start of that. It's not to keep terrorists out. It's to keep the masses in. The creme de la creme can flow across the world. The new nomads, they call them. That's what Jacques Attali called them, another international socialist after Wells. But Wells said this in 1910 when he wrote his book, Modern Utopia. Same agenda. Never changes. Why should they change it? It works. And intergenerationally, they can make anything come to be. The other part of it was to create, as the Club of Rome said, 
a war scenario where man is at war with the planet and environment so man would become the enemy therefore the experts would have to control man and that's what the greening thing is all about and every government has someone appointed from the big greenie parties as, as the greenie czar who will tell us how to live and have it mandated by law and they use the force of law it's already happening this was planned long before I was born or you or your granddad here's an article here from the guardian.co.uk Mandelson, he's the greenie appointee one of the green appointees Mandelson calls for politics redrawn on green lines the business secretary sees a necessity for the government to re-engage with the electorate over climate change policies let's interpret that he means a necessity for the government to re-engage. It means to recondition the public to vote. That's the only right that we have is to vote. So we have to be educated in what to vote for over climate change policies. By Kathy, Catherine Hopkins, Friday the 5th of June. <clears throat> the fight against climate change is being used by the government to regain the public's confidence in politics. Listen to the way they word this. It's so... Luciferian, Lucifer mirrors everything 180 degrees, and you have to rethink really and re-question what you're, what you're reading and, and, and hearing. To, to regain the public's confidence in politics, the business secretary, Lord Mendelssohn, Mendelssohn said today, and what a record this character has got. You should go into this guy's history. It's astonishing. It's astonishing what he's got away with in the past. We are at a precarious time for the mainstream politics in the UK. We can get cynical about politics in this country, or we can have a serious debate about what needs to be done to get our politics back on track and our economy back to growth. He said, no, that's nonsense. You see, they use the economy and they use socialism to get the people to do exactly as they wish them to do. Have fewer children, work longer hours, work for less. We're all in it together. That's the favorite phrase they use in all wars. Now, here's where he's speaking, this guy. And this guy's in charge of basically finance for the country, industry, etc. He said in a speech at the Policy Network event at the London School of Economics, look at the history of the London School of Economics. It was set up by the Fabians with the help of Oxford because they're all in it together. A positive politics of climate change depends on you as or us deciding that politics work and it's how we focus collectively on a different future and then focus, focusing on it right, how we collectively focus on a different future and then focusing on it we make it happen we make it happen go in to the policy network it's a very interesting organization what is it, the policy network it says, the po it says the policy network is an international think tank. So he's a guy running a national system in commerce for a country who belongs to an international think tank dedicated to promoting progressive policies and the renewal of social democracy. You understand what they mean by social democracy. Policy network facilitates the sharing of ideas and experiences among... Now here's what they, how they define democracy. Among politicians, policymakers, and experts on the center left. It doesn't mention the people. That's what they mean when they refer 
to democracy. And then it goes into the politics of climate change. I'll put all these links up on my site, remember, at the end of the show. But you'll find this with every country. You don't even know who the guys are when they're in charge of your commerce or anything else. You know, 60%, over 60, almost 70% of the U.S. Department of Commerce goes to NOAA. Why is that? They don't tell you. Why is that? Do you know it's the Department of Commerce that sets up the annual meeting for Newt Gingrich when he talks with the International Scientific Committee on the brain chip? Why is that? Why is the Department of Commerce involved in that and financing all of that? Because you see, you're all economic units, that's why. That's the only purpose that you have. Because as I said earlier in the show, we all work for government. politics of climate change conference quite interesting to see who are these characters and who they really really are in a regular mainstream uh, Hawaii newspaper the Hawaii reporter there's an article about climate change and how the science is manipulated and how the statistics are fudged and the special computers can only turn out the data that's purposely fed into them they get the answers they want etc but it also gives you some history on natural climate change. We've gone through many changes of warming, cooling, warming, cooling, increases in CO2, decreases in CO2. As it explains here, humanity has nothing to do with it. I remember thinking at the time, and they said that one of the greatest things event, or the events happened in the world and with climate change was when the volcanoes came up and erupted. Well, what had the dinosaurs or anything before them to do with that happening. Nothing. Nothing. And it's more to do with the sun than anything else. But it's a great political tool because you can change social policy and behavior through it. And that's why it's being used. When 9-11 happened, 2001, I said, remember that quote that was given by Rumsfeld, I think it was, or Cheney at the beginning, it says, life will never be the same again. These statements are not spontaneous. They're pre-written before the events. To go down in history. They're legal statements from your governments. You better remember them. Like New Deals, etc. Century of change. And so on. Remember them. It's very, very important. And the crisis after crisis since 2001 until the world's been turned upside down, until everyone is bending over and showing uh, cards and ID and having searches and so on, even to, to go anywhere. After a Cold War scenario, remember, we never had this nonsense during World War II, nor the Korean War. Why now? Because the intention is to change the entire world with crisis after crisis. And I said in 2001, that night on the radio, I believe it was that night, I said, they want everything that you see in, an, in a regular war, ration cards eventually, travel permits, ID cards, 
refugees, people being moved from area to area. What do you think? What do you think all this pandemic nonsense is really all about? You will see peoples being moved from area to area before they're through because they want a full war-type scenario. And if you look at the draft plans that drafted up for pandemics, it falls right into that type of category of either total quarantine or partial quarantine for those who are unaffected must be driven out and moved to a safer area. People on the roads, on the streets, etc. Why? Because every part of that that makes up total warfare scenarios is part of change. Because in warfare, one of the main purposes of warfare is to change society forever, according to Professor Carl Quigley, but in a directed change. Government takes over everything. And that is the purpose of what's happening now. The mail, on, the mail online, here's, here's the next step I've gone through. Mail online, please target innocent youths for arrest in bid to increase their DNA samples on the database. 4th of June, 2009. Youths with no criminal record are being targeted for arrest so that their DNA can be logged on a database in the event they commit crimes in the future. A total of 386 under-18s had their DNA taken and stored by police last year in one North London borough alone more than once a day. But the cops are coming out and admitting it. They just want their data for future crime, even though they've committed none at the moment. Back with more after this break. I'm Alan Watt, and we're cutting through the matrix. Just mentioning, before I take a caller there, that the police are now taking DNA and admitting, they're admitting in this newspaper article, and I'll leave these, inks up, these links up on my site at the end of the show, that they're taking DNA from children, even about 10 years of age, under the premise, and they say in this article, if you know you've had your DNA taken and it's on a database, then you'll think twice about committing burglary or crime for a living. Preventative, you know. Preventative. It's quite amazing, isn't it? And how would the people just chew the grass and go along with them? Yeah. Now we'll take uh, Mike from New York, who's on the line. Hey there, Mike. Hi, Alan. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this this guy Mandelson, this character yeah. Mandelson, he has more skeletons in his closet than your average graveyard. I know. I mean. He's had to resign or been thrown out of various government posts because mm-hmm. of corruption, fraud, under-the-table dealings, the list yep. goes on. Mm-hmm. And now he comes back as a, member of, as a member of the House of Lords, no less. That's right, they elevated him yeah, after, yeah, yeah. I think it was a pedophile scandal. Exactly. Yeah. Like one of those corpses in a B-horror movie that always yeah. manages to crawl out of the grave after the stake's been put through the heart. Yes. And this business about the government claiming that they're going to restore confidence with, uh, via the fight against climate change. This is so ludicrous, it doesn't warrant even arguing. I mean, how can imposing the associated extra levies in the form of carbon taxes and myriad rules, regulations, snooping, and petty fines that is associated with this movement restore confidence in government? 
Well, they'll lie through their teeth. Uh, what they're giving is confidence to themselves yeah, by it, implementing yeah. these rules. It's not for the, for the people. This is like this is like the Weapon SS claiming that reducing rations to the you know the inmates of the concentration camps is a confidence-boosting measure. That's right. You know, That's right. They use this incredible double space. It's almost 180 degrees mirror image, and you have to mm -hmm. really think what they're saying before you catch on to their to their. Yeah, image, it, yeah. I mean, it's uh, the uh, <laughs> the logical dissonance is th that bad that you know you have to think to yourself, mm -hmm. maybe I'm missing something here. That's right. Well, the minute the, 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 the representative for the U.S. giving a speech in China about uh, uh, pushing up their limits on carbon and so, or, or carbon taxes for China yeah. or trying to introduce emissions. She said, we, when she was asked the question, how are they, what are they going to do in the U.S. about it? She said, yeah. we're in the process of training the public right now. Training the yeah. public right now. Yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, you know, just to change the subject slightly, I called you a couple of weeks ago regard, regarding the Susan Boyle business. Yeah, do you understand what it's all about now? Yeah, yeah, sure. But... The uh, latest is that she's had a nervous breakdown, apparently, because she yeah. didn't win the final competition. Uh -huh. And apparently, uh, you know, the the culture secretary, is it? Yeah. Is getting involved, and, you know, there's all... Um, I mean, the country itself is having a nervous breakdown because of this. And Do you understand what the real motive well, sure. of all this is, though? This is just indicative of the fact that uh, television has taken over reality for... It's more than that. For the last umpteen years, yeah. you've, you've got pushed uh, degrading stuff, which has made collectivized all women into nothing but sex, etc. Same with the guys. Yeah. A female comes out who, who isn't very beautiful, doesn't fit yeah. in with the normal, what we've yeah. been given. She sings beautiful emotional songs. Mm -hmm. Those emotional songs now are for the... It begins with R. What's that? Uh... What do the young see about each other when they're mocking each other? Your R, your what? Oh, okay, uh, I'm not sure about that. R E. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay. That's what it was. It's a fantastic psychological. So anyone who likes good music and emotion looks like this woman, and it's also you know what. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's how it is. Well, from Hamish myself in Ontario, Canada, it's good night, and may your God or your gods go with you.